now we're talking. Those of you not knowing what's going on in the chat right now and listening to the podcast, this is our guest's banger. Granted, we're going to find out. I have, a, I have a question. I'd be, I'd be willing to bet he's like 17 of the instruments on this track. <laughs> I'm willing to bet he recorded almost everything. We still, still go by Stand Easy? Yeah. But yes, that is uh, one of the tracks off of Head in the Clouds, Stand Easy, and our wonderful guest today. I approve of that. John Allen. Anything with head in it in the title is... uh, Anything with clouds. (laughs) Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chain Ram Podcast. Deep breath. Things are working. It's okay. Yeah, things man. are working for now. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the show, I want to let everyone know that we're going to say some naughty language. So I'll give you five seconds to listen to something else. That's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck. 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 We finally, finally. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> listeners can review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. You can send us emails and voicemails to be played on air. Check out the Channerant store at Channerant.com. Get yourself some sweet ass motherfucking merch. We have a new line of merch coming out. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the uh, Secret Six merch, so you can surreptitiously support the show without having it too obvious to your bandmates and to judges. Yeah, but without the old judges knowing what your shirt says. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. the Secret Six line, uh, that's hitting, I think, next week. Give your judges the secret middle finger by wearing... Secret middle finger. <laughs> uh, uh, this show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash channerant. Thank you for everyone who supports the show with your five dollars. Yeah, we got some new cool stuff coming out for the year-long people we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, it's been it's been a good, you know, it's been a good quarantine for Chan. It has. I say that, I'm lying. Yeah, I mean, nothing's actually yeah, done, like, but we're, we're like thinking my, about things. Like, my soul hurts... <laughs> I wake up every day and take a shot of whiskey at like 8 a.m. and, you know, cry while yeah. I masturbate. But I've got a little more money in my pocket since we don't go to the bar every goddamn night anymore. I have I have so little <laughs> money in my pocket. Uh, but last but not least, please invite, share with your friends. Hey, Mr. Fusco. Yes, Josh. Do you know what really uh, just shoves a USB cable up my cornhole? <laughs> What's that, Josh? It's, it's when we're trying to fix the stream issues that have been plaguing us for the past couple of weeks. And I have to speed train. <laughs> we switched computers for the stream for everything. And I have to like try to speed train you on broadcasting software, audio inputs and outputs, and just basically everything that I typically have to do. Yes. And we don't have enough outputs. In like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me download a hundred episodes of knowledge in an, in sixty minutes. Let's do this. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was a little stressful. Um, on the hey. bright side, for me, I'm gonna keep now that now that you're holding that hand grenade, <laughs> I'm not taking it back. Can so. I ask you a question though? Yeah, what, of course. What does this button do? <laughs> Stream ends. <laughs> Don't touch the red button. Okay, got but it. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so I'm actually very excited to uh, just not have to deal with that for a bit. Until, at least a couple of weeks. Until at least we- a couple of weeks <laughs> until we figure out what the more permanent kind of setup and solution is going to be. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to introduce our guest. I have an idea for a permanent solution before you introduce John. Okay. Uh, John Allen of Stand Easy and uh, 
But anyway, money many were prolific. Can we hire somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing? I mean, can we hire John Allen, our guest, which yeah, which, who probably has AV background. They would have to work for <laughs> what, like two half-sized Michelob Ultras and a shot of whiskey a week. <laughs> That's what we do it That's for. That's what we work for. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Anyway, sorry. Introduce yes, John. Uh, I want to introduce our distinguished guest, John Allen, who um, I met probably. Well, on the, like the SoCal scene, he, most people know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a prolific player. Uh, he does contests. He does, like, you'll see him running stage shows at yep. different Highland games and things. Um, he had a band, Stand Easy. He has, had, has. Question mark, John? Are you there? Did we lose you? Question, uh, yeah, it's still alive and well. Still alive and well. Perfection. <laughs> um, and available for hire. <laughs> yep. The music that we played in the intro, that slapping bagpipe rock tune, that is Stand Easy. And I probably first saw them in like 2005, I think. Yeah, I have I have the ago. Tainted album that has Western Thunder on it. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And that was that. Like, I remember hearing that and I was like, oh, this fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This fucking slaps. Also, John does band. Well, he used to. I haven't. I don't know if he still does, but band advisory, if you will. He like tunes up your band, teaches your pipe band, that kind of stuff. That's how yeah. I know him. Way back when, probably two thousand three ish, two thousand four, maybe he was teaching and working with Misty Isle. It was. Is that right, John? Two thousand three, maybe. Somewhere. Um, probably something. Yeah, the Misty Isle band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I remember <clears throat> we. Uh, that was back when. Jeez, what album was? That was probably the first Stand Easy album, probably called Stand Easy, where you had that amazing Grace track, which Misty Isle used to play with you at the Costa Mesa games, if I remember correctly. Does that sound? Yeah, that's right. God, Boy, God, you're, memory. God, you're fucking old. <laughs> God, dude, I've been doing this shit for a long time. Uh, yeah, John used to teach Misty Isle, and we played at Costa Mesa with him, and he was up. You know, it was cool, man. It was, and it's a great track. I it's um. He does a lot of good stuff. We He's did. Been we for actually did that at the band that shall not be named concert. One we did three, four years ago. Three, four we years actually ago. bought the rights to the backing track from John Allen. Well, we rented it for a year, and uh, he was nice enough to like. He's see, John was smart. I've asked Lincoln Hilton for this. I've asked some other people for this because I want to do other. Th- tracks like this and john had very easily he's like yeah i can get you the backing track no problem without the pipes essentially and yeah just like great nobody else has thought of this why aren't you, anybody else doing this like sell well, the rights to your stuff the funny it, thing the funny thing to me money. is it's such a common thing in like the electronic music world where right. you'll have like you'll you'll be able to you could purchase each track basically individually yeah it's like, like you have a 32 track fucking song and you're like all right here's all 32 tracks go you get the pro tools file and like go go ham right do do what you want <laughs> and that, that's genius like that's i mean that's another way to make money as a musician if you're creative if you're writing your own music of course yeah where like why not mm-hmm. rent your the rights to your backing track and let people play it live? that actually brings up before we get into like news and updates that brings up an interesting question like john do, do a lot of people reach out to you for that kind of stuff like the backing tracks off of different things because you track a lot of it yourself don't you for the stand easy stuff yeah, I do. Um, not not all of it for the Stand Easy stuff, but I certainly do other stuff where I do all the instruments. Um, but but Stand Easy, like not all the instruments. But uh, but um, yeah, I think it's you know when people talk to me about um, like how they can generate income at, at their concerts, at pipe band concerts, and do something different. Because we always did, you know, we did that a long time ago when I was playing in the LA Scots. We had to, we found, you know, uh, we were playing over in France, and we had to come up with a long show very quickly, and. Um, and so, like that, using backing tracks is great. And I think that, that was like a really good idea that you guys did and followed through. And it's pretty easy because everybody knows Amazing Grace, you know. Sure. Yeah. And um, I think yeah. we also did a little <laughs> deal. I mean, most people do. Um, uh, 
but um, I think we also like. I remember that we. I, I said, you know, you guys can sell CDs at the at the gigs, and we'll just split the money. And that's, then that's the, exactly. so the band generates uh, generated, you know, based on that performance. So that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Did well. I think, I think that unfortunately, that was before we had achieved YouTube fame. So no mm, one was buying our shit. Well, I mean, people at the concert were buying John. So what we did is we put a table out. We had John CD. Is like this is the track we just played. You know, and we sold it at the concert. And we, you know, we had. It worked out pretty well. So John was nice enough to like, hey, here's, I don't know, you sent us like 50 CDs or something like that. And then we just, I kept track of it. We split it and nice, we sent him man. the money and for yeah. what we sold. And that, that's it's a good way to go, dude. I, I don't, why Lincoln Hilton doesn't do this? I don't understand. But <laughs> he's getting that mad. I mean, YouTube nobody can, nobody else can play yeah, like him anyway. But. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Let's say, yeah, who's going to do, <laughs> who's going to do his, going to do a Lincoln Hilton <laughs> track? Like, oh my God. But hey, it's still an idea. I don't know. Like but we, like, like, I remember we were talking about potentially doing a Lincoln Hilton track at like a concert in the future. Correct. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to like rail a fucking four inch. <laughs> by one inch line of, of coke. coke just to come close to those fingers like it's just not gonna happen that's right it'll just be like yeah, just, play oh, just like just like my normal playing so yeah no worries <laughs> just like you did last week yeah, just like you did way. last week um okay cool so real quick uh let's get in some news and updates speaking of last week mm. how, what how have you how have you experienced the fight night aftermath sco i mean we just published we just published the audio version of the podcast uh so yesterday only, yeah only Hundred, however many people downloaded so far, but uh, I've only heard from a couple people. Other than uh, no, actually, I, I've okay. So I remember very little of the reviews because so as soon as we were done, let's just take people behind the scenes. As soon as we were done recording, <laughs> at like ten a.m. in the morning, you Kelly start, was here, yeah. your girlfriend was here. There was drinking. We just took whiskey and started pounding. I'm like, I don't even want to. I never want to know what just ha- what they're gonna say. <laughs> so <laughs> you can. I, I will say this: uh, you can't really tell until like. By the time we got to the end of the episode, I will say this: like you were you were slurring pretty hard. But, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, but like, overall, I thought it wasn't too bad. I thought you could, you held it together well enough. The problem I ran into with the episode was like trying like you. Like six people is too many for a fucking podcast. Let's just, I'm just gonna put that out there right now. Six, yeah, six, yeah. Because yeah. like you and Cammy and Glenn and Doogie just like got in this like roundabout. Do we? Of like talking about the same fucking thing for like, and I like, I kept what was trying, the thing? I, I kept trying to like steer, but y'all were like making the same points about, well, I think it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like guys, you're, you're in a nosedive. Steer. <laughs> steer. And then, Doogie, and then Doogie would be like, well, hold on. Let me just say one more thing on the subject that I've been saying the same thing about for 20 minutes. I'm like, God damn it. Everybody just shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like, That's it. <clears throat> well. And Kelly was just like, you're just such an angry person. And I'm like, yeah. Was she? We can't have or, a fucking, or, we can't have a 60 minute show that's just like continuously circling the same. Have, you, have you ever met Doogie before? It's so that's funny. A- <laughs> and I was like, guys, like just. I'm just like pulling on the stick. <laughs> pull up, pull up, man! I don't know. I remember, but it was somebody giving me shit about my um, bubbly notes. Yeah, that was that was that was. I thought Cameron. it was Glenn because uh, I, I don't remember some shit on those. Somebody's like, "Well, yeah, I guess you could call it." Let's a bubbly be real. Note. I mean, it was it was a it was a thorough brow beating across the board. Yeah, I mean, I okay, actually so liked your set. I listened to yours. I thought it was good. I so my memory is it went okay for me. My reel is a bit fast, but that's it. And then I remember getting shit on by those three guys for, I don't know, half an hour or whatever. Yeah, roughly so, yeah. And then I remember, what else do I remember? They they called us Pipers in quotation marks. <laughs> I remember somebody saying a, an 11-year-old Glenn Brown could have beat us, which yeah. we could be you for sure, but, you know. Yeah, I'm but, sure I could have taken an 11-year-old. Either way, I would have beat him up in the parking lot. <laughs> He's a little kid. Like, you can't beat him on the field. <laughs> you beat him in the parking lot. Hey, man, I've only been at this for... 
20 years, I guess, you know? But yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I mean, I'm still, you know, uh, I can't tell if it's like turned me more into like the nosedive depression I was going on for the past like three yeah, weeks. You definitely it, took it hard. I, I was, it was hard, dude. Like, well, it's like I was already like not, I haven't been in a good space for a while now. Right. And so like, I can't tell if that like pulled me up out of it by being like, oh, like wake up, call, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, oh, no, I'm just going to keep getting shit on the internet for the rest of my life. And that's probably well, You're definitely going to get that, yeah. but this is what we created. This I mean, is, <laughs> hey, we, we got an email. I don't know if you're, hey, if it's on I, list I stand to read, up, I stand up and I take my lumps. I will give us credit for at least being brave enough. Like it's out there now. We're fucked. People are going to fuck with us for the rest of time. Yeah. We got that. Well, email. there's always going to be a recording of shit. Yeah. There's that one know? guy that wrote the emails like, yeah, you guys are shit. <laughs> I mean, you're going to read it. I'm sure. But, uh, but what I'm confused about saying we're shit. It's the Ian one. But um, I'm confused. Like, why did you quit? Why did you like when you started? To we go talked wrong, about that on the show. I, you asked me three times on the show and I answered all three times. What was it? It was I literally physically couldn't push air. Oh, literally. OK. Yeah. OK. Fair enough. You played my pipes tonight. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, I tried yeah. to play Josh. Yeah, you asked me like three times on the show and I kept like answering. I like, like and, yeah, but I was blacked out. And then we did like a round <laughs> robin of people being like, well, but but why didn't you finish? I'm like, I fucking said this. Dude, like, your shit, your pipes must have been so terrible. It was bad. I mean, they were. Day. I played them tonight. Yeah. They were awful. It was a bad day. I was like, I, I, you heard me. I could barely I, get yeah. a fucking tune. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, it is a wake up call. What I found impressive was Doogie offered to work with you. Like true. just out of the goodness of his heart. I I'm messaged, like, I'm, and well, and then everyone like that was another round robin of like the same fucking thing over and over again on yeah, the show where people were, were like, people were like, oh, but you know, you should take him up on that. I was like, yeah, I already said I'm going to. Like, guys. Oh. Yeah, but we know you, so we keep want to remind you that you really should take him up. No, on I think that. I think everyone was just drunk and forgot what they <laughs> it what been. we had just talked about <laughs> five minutes before. I'm sure that was a big part of it. I'm like, guys, like, because I was editing the show uh, this week, and I was just like, what? It's just a it's just a fucking spiral of the same thing over. <laughs> I was like, guys, dude, and then me. Have just, you ever listened to the show? Me like, desperately trying to pull up. 90 okay every other episode is 90% of the time you repeating yourself and me trying to steer it out of you repeating yourself <laughs> oh that's what it is <laughs> dude have you that's, ever listened come on you know you that, repeat yourself we all repeat the, ourselves uh, when we get hammered that's, that's what, we, what do. we do here <laughs> oh he's getting sensitive everybody <laughs> anyway cock oh, that's funny uh we have a voicemail do we? Oh, yeah, God. we do. It's, okay. uh, this is from John Van Dickface, who I think we just, he won the raffle. <laughs> Two months ago. Yeah, not this month. July? Month. July. July. Uh, yeah. It's soon to be everyone's dreaded neighborhood fucktar, John Van Dickface speaking. <laughs> now, a quick question, ladies. Do you see the 2021 season going ahead like normal? Now, personally, I think this is it for gatherings and games for at least a few years. The governments will always harp on about this fucking Rona problem and making excuses for no allowing large groups to meet up. And the only way I see this ending is World War Three starting and us all getting nuked <laughs> to fuck. Nuked now, to on fuck. Note, what the fuck's happened to Cahill's Corner or Rosie Broad's Corner? Right down nuked to fuck. Or something? For a shirt. Actually, that's a touchy subject. I just got fucking made redundant, so ignore that comments, please. Is that right, the end of it? Enough dickhead comments for me. But before I go, I have to say thank you for the Team Andy shirt, guys. F you, Joe Brady. One of the six. <laughs> 
dude, uh, John, can you please translate what the fuck that guy just said to us? <laughs> um, what part? I mean, any of it? Because be no, there'll be no games until after twenty twenty one. He thinks it's the government's uh, Rona. I guess is the Scottish slime maybe for the coronavirus. And I don't know for sure, but um, um, and uh, where is where what? is his accent from? Like, like he is uh, really well, hard. Well, anybody that says that, well, uh, probably, um, uh, definitely East Coast. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, and uh, um, like maybe between Edinburgh and Fife. I'm not quite sure. Nuke to fuck. Nuke to fuck. <laughs> Dude, coming John, coming it, to the Chen Rant store. <laughs> John is a funny guy. John Van Dickface. We we appreciate him. I dude, he's got that kind of Scottish accent that people can't understand. Oh, it's so good. Oh my, yeah. it's and brilliant. Though. If you if you guys have ever been to the Patreon Happy Hour, John usually he comes shows up in and, and it's, it's like it's fucking funny. It's yeah, like, what the fuck is he saying? Uh, speaking of which, speaking we, of, we got that yeah. tomorrow. Right? Yeah, the Patreon Happy Hour is tomorrow. Are you prepared to have to get like pissed two days in a row? <laughs> God damn, dude. How's your how's your like Rona fifteen going? Remind me, am I losing weight? Oh, the losing weight thing. No, are you gaining weight? No, I'm I'm losing it. You're That's, losing I'm, weight. I'm going the opposite of everybody else. That's good. The first two months, I gained weight, and I was like, fuck this. I got to go the other way. So it's actually working out. Um, what but, are you doing? Uh, Just like uh, masturbating with the other hand? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm purely uh, intermittent fasting. That's it. Oh, nice, nice. Cool, I mean, man. I... I really don't work out. Is I that is that? See, I call it intermittent fasting when I forget to eat until two. Is that? What it is? <laughs> it's it's me being that. No, it's I, that's what, what I, I call I forget, sleeping till yeah, two. Yeah, when, when I forget to eat breakfast and then I'm like, it's one o'clock and I'm super hungry. I'm like, oh, I intermittent fasted today. Hey, it technically works, but the trick is to do it every day after day after day. But as an independent musician who makes his living from essentially sleeping in oh and i haven't cooked you dinner in a while so i'm assuming you haven't eaten since then <laughs> since yeah what, what day would we have our meeting wednesday or yeah. thursday whatever it was but uh no that's it uh and i'm you know it just works what are you gonna do i feel like this is part of my wake up call. oh and a lot of fucking sorry oh that helps yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a lot of calorie burning i think part of my wake up call not in addition to making my pipes not shit is uh i gotta get i gotta get fierce again I'm getting, I'm getting pudgy, dude. It's been like a week. You were getting fit, and now you're pudgy again. What happened? Getting, I mean, I, I, well, alcoholism. <laughs> Are you still doing yeah, the, uh, that's a, that's the a firefighter thing. exercise stuff? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I well, fell off. That makes sense. Yeah. Hey, it's ups and downs, man. Take advantage of it when you got the motivation. I, motivation, shit. It doesn't matter. I got to start. See, the problem is like I was doing mostly like weights stuff, and like, like that's all well and good, but realistically, what I need is to like run. Running sucks. It sucks so. It's so hot. It's a hundred and ten. Like, oh, I got worst. up. I got up for a run. Uh, what two days ago? <laughs> and I was what like, time? It was like uh, seven in the morning. Okay. And I got That's up too late. Too late, man. Oh yeah, it was. You I, up I got up and I was like, all right, I'm gonna like I put on my fucking shorts. Like I've got my shoes tied up. I was all gonna go. I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the trash cans down and I'm gonna go just do like, a quick lap around the block. Nothing crazy. I'm not a long distance. I can't do that shit. I'm. Yeah. I'm yeah, not that. Get the heart moving. That's all. But I'm like, yeah, I'll do like, a quick run. Dude, I was taking the garbage cans down, and I'm like, Sweating what your balls the off. fuck? And like, I looked it up. It's like 105. I was like, mother. Seven in the morning, like, dude. Fuck that. Like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I gave up like four. You saw my stories this week. I did three, four funerals this week. Oh, it dude. Was I don't know so how you hot. did it outdoors in it the fucking kilt and everything. sucked. Because yeah. it was like, I I burned my feet through my boot walking outside to get the mail the dude, other day. it was the fucking worst, man. This is the worst time of year. And it's, we're like record-setting 
temperatures this year in Vegas? Yeah, it's because the world is ending. Oh, like, we gotta, <laughs> Fuck this. Everyone's got to get used to this. Why do you think I've been spending so much less money on health insurance <laughs> and so much more on shotgun shells? Oh, my God. Uh, what's it like in California? It's got to be terrible there, too, because now they got that humidity. Well, and there's a fire. Everything's on fire. How are you doing with that, man? We haven't even asked John about his, like, Rona quarantine situation, which we'll get to. <laughs> but, like, dude, how are you doing with just, like, the fact that the entire state's on fire? Well, you know, I'm in Los Angeles, so um, we don't really have any major fires going on right now, um, or we're not really affected by it. Sometimes you don't get smoky, but right now there's nothing major at all happening in, in uh, like, um, you know, like at Santa Cruz or something up, up northern, oh, yeah. uh, it's northern California, but it's north of here. Um, so, yeah, but it's just really hot here. We're having a heat wave as well, so except it's probably cool compared to Las Vegas. So, but at like about hundred degrees. Yeah, I think we were like 112 today, maybe. But the big thing, like, I have a friend of mine who's actually, I was going to tell you, Izzy's in town this week, by the way. What? Yeah, so uh, I have a friend of mine, him and his, his, him and his wife. Dude, you just, like, splashed all over your own computer, man. Uh, him and his wife are in town because they are in the Santa Cruz area. He uh, he teaches and goes to school at UC Santa Cruz. And he's like, yeah, like, the campus is probably going to get destroyed. No, oh, Jesus. He's like, they have a fire line to try to protect the campus. And he's like, but it's probably fucked. And so they just left. Like, they came to Vegas. They're like, we're going to, we just decided to be refugees for a week in Vegas because our entire town's burning down. Hey, why not? It's mental when you see those fires, too, because they're like, when you see them by themselves in the hillside, they don't really look crazy big. But like, but when you see it next to a house and it's like the flames are like five times higher than a house, it's like, holy shit. It's insane. <laughs> but it doesn't help that you have like an entire workforce of like inmates that are paid two dollars a day that they're trying to like have fight these fires so yeah uh good dude even if we beat rona by fucking may which is never gonna happen like california will be burned down there'll still be no events yeah actually i guess we never actually john's actual question was is there gonna be an events next year what do you think uh what do you think john uh, probably. Do you think there'll be like the early year, like the first half year events, or do you think everything's going to get pushed back to the fall and compete no, for time? I, I don't think – like the first one here is the Queen Mary. I don't think that's going to happen. And then it'll be like – because like, the next one I think is Arizona, right? Arizona, Phoenix like, maybe? Early March, yeah. Yeah, usually. Then Vegas in April. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking I mean, hope so. Is strip open again? It is. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's fluctuating. Like no, it's the, open. Casinos are open. There's no doubt. Bars yeah, casino, are closed. Yeah, but casinos, casinos are open, but like, you know, it's a, just a matter of time before it's like, nope, because we still got cases going up. It's like, fuck. No, they're going down here. Well, over the past seven days, but over the past month, it's you, it, it just dep- depends, yeah, it on, depends on what depends you're on, reading. It yeah. depends on <laughs> what timeline you're looking at. It's like, oh, well, it went down from between, between today and yesterday or like overall. But yeah, no, like I still, you know, I don't have fucking faith in people by any means. Now, I think we're it'll. I think things will start to come back next year, but because like I'm still like, don't be wrong. I've you know uh, another way that I know John is I petitioned heavily to get the Vegas him out to the Vegas games for multiple years in a row, and it's Thank like, you. oh dude, well yeah, I just they're like, well we need someone who can do like this, this, and this. I was like, fucking just call this guy. Like I told Kelly, I was like, call John. <laughs> Well, yeah, they try to get multiple <clears throat> um, presentations, if you will, out of 
one group. Oh, yeah. So they can maximize economy, I guess. Well, yeah, because it's... And John can do lots of different stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, it's fucking... Dude's a Swiss Army knife of performance. Correct. We we actually had him out... Well, not we. I say we because meeting Las Vegas, but the, the group out here, Scottish... whatever. What's the Scottish fucking group called? Uh, St. Andrews? St. Andrews has them out for a thing, or they, they have for numerous years, where this fucking thing and they do at a library where John does like this teaching pipes to the kids and then he goes and plays on the stage and he does he's got like 17 jobs where they yeah. <laughs> they hire him to do all this stuff and he yeah, plays the, against his tracks because like he's the, smart how to the how to learn or how to play bagpipes thing he, you've done that in the Vegas games work. before yeah he does not have Vegas games too yeah absolutely yeah. you know it's a really cool bit have you ever seen it no no oh, it's fucking great yeah, <laughs> to the kids. He, he sells it. He sells it. Oh, there's that's humor. Cool. Like there's humor. There's the accent. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, <laughs> and he's for got my, the he's got the right accent that people can understand. Because you got to keep in mind, like for my audience, I have at the festival, like they don't fucking know any different. Like, no. Yeah. We, we gotta. We gotta. They're, they're they're just like you know they come into like shop and like get the kids to shut the fuck up and eat some sugar <laughs> for a bit. Like <laughs> exactly. And then, like, oh, and I think he, John, don't you, haven't you played for the Scottish dancers before or something? Didn't I see you do that one year at the Vegas Games, too? You played on some stage for, like, dancers or something? Um, oh, you know what? I think I did. Yeah, I think we were, uh, we were also yeah, going to. Well, dancers, um, whatever they are, they, they do the same thing every year where they put their left and right stickers on their arms so they know what feet to use. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we were also we were also uh, trying to get him to MC if the 2020 games had happened. Oh, really? Have him MC on the main stage? Wait, that's so controversial. He would have had to have his own cart. You were going to cut the uh, doctor? Uh, no, no, the doctor doesn't MC. He doesn't do anything except for like mass bands. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, there's there's like hours of content before and after that. Oh, instead of. What's that I must admit, I did a hell of a job uh, emceeing the shortbread contest. Those old ladies love John. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. And the Bonnie Knees contest, but the, it was two like seven-year-old girls that came up to, uh, they wanted to be a part of it. And, uh, You're like, nah. Uh, it was brilliant, man, because you had all these burly guys up and they're all like, with the, uh, the showing off their knees and stuff. And I said, like, one final question. I went and asked their mom, like, who's their favorite cartoon character? I think it was, like, Pikachu or something like that. And I said, uh, who is Pikachu's best friend? And all the guy, all the big uh, Highland Games lifters were like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the two we girls got the answer right, so – because we well, because we had uh, I remember I, I remember getting like the radio call where it's like oh like Bonnie is going on we have no competitors so I like like legged it over to athletics and I was just like you 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 get the fuck over there <laughs> I was like are you throwing today are you throwing today are you throwing today they're like no it's like all right go on you're doing body knees I'm like seriously I was like yeah go on <laughs> that's a bunch of local boys I was like yep you all, each one of you owes me. In some way or another, you fucking get over there and get over there and make it sexy. I don't care. Do something. <laughs> uh, dude, I've gotten dragged into those goddamn Bonnie Knees things. I fucking hate doing it, but I've been dragged in. Speaking of being dragged into things, Uh-oh. I'm going to quickly burn through some news and update stuff because we're, we're, we're so far behind, but that's okay. Uh, I love it. Uh, this is an email from Pat from Discord. Uh, he said, hey, fuckers, I was talking to Fusco on Discord Live, and he said he was going to send me a signed sticker. Thanks for your biggest fan. Pat, your sticker's in the mail. He already got it. Didn't he send us an email saying thanks for the sticker? I don't know. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he got it, to be honest, but I, I did send it. answer these in the order in which we received them. Fair enough. 
Uh, I have an email from Ian. He says, if Big Rab is the BBC. Oh, there's two from him, but yes, okay. Then Chanterant is TMZ. Yes. Vulgar, tasteless, mm. but usually right. <laughs> While you seem to be pissed when guests bail on you, the grab bag episodes are probably my favorite. It's you two shooting the shit that made me hashtag one of the six and keeps me coming back. But back to the point of my email. While I am not a frequent live stream viewer, I had every intention of tuning in for your epic challenge ever since hearing about it on the first Cam and Glenn episode. Then Tartantown came out with their murderer's row of legends Josh has most likely never heard of. So, you guys were a distant second for my afternoon of bagpipe interneting. Sorry? So anyway, will your performances be making the next podcast? Yes, they are on it. Performance is a strong term. <laughs> do, you, do you have a second email? I do not. No, because I don't believe it went to the Chanarant account. No, it did. Yeah, it, it just came in like, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Good on you. Yes, that one. So further to my last email, I guess later. the answer was yes. And good on you for sticking to your word. But wow, did you ever force those guys to dig deep into the bag of yikes? How do I say this without sounding like an asshole? Phrases. I don't think they... They sound like an asshole. Yeah, they were assholes. <laughs> it was a clinic from them. That said, good on you both for posting recordings. Playing solo is a skill that needs to be maintained. Keep it up. And best of luck in round two. Lastly, as an alumnus of the famous 1998 Fort Erie games, I can confirm that 11-year-old Glenn would have mopped the floor with both of you. But don't take it too badly. That list is long and distinguished. And yes... So is my Johnson. Nice. Ian. I ran into Ian at uh, Winter Storm. Speaking of that, you want to talk about our Winter Storm special? If you're on if you go to if Patreon, you're on Patreon yeah, yeah. You get the special video from Winter so, Storm. So yeah, I, I recovered our lost our long lost winter storm footage <laughs> from uh when we went in twenty nineteen, January twenty nineteen. Uh and yeah, the first video is cut and it's up. If you are on if you're a patron on patreon.com slash channel you will have already seen it by by this least, recording yeah because yeah, it's already posted <laughs> but that's a part one i we have a lot more and it it just gets so much worse from there like i went through and started organizing it into some kind of chronological timeline because i had my camera your cell phone and my cell phone mm-hmm. oh my god how'd that work out well it was a logistical nightmare but luckily <laughs> when it comes to editing pipe band videos uh i am better at it than playing bagpipes so that is true way better <laughs> so, you know at least it gets me on the board somewhere it's almost it's almost it almost reminded me of the dojo vlogs when they were good yeah hey there's one you know what we should do let's do a contest of andrew douglas's vlogs and then we'll critique his internet presence <laughs> Honestly, I think the only way that I'm going to win against any of these guys in the near future is like a boxing match. I don't think I have a chance anywhere else. <laughs> Perhaps if, if it's if it's piping or just like general business success, I don't think I've, <laughs> I don't think I've got it in me. Oh god! Um, we talked about the happy hour, which is tomorrow. If you're a patron, uh, we're going to be playing Jackbox, which is going to be fun. Yeah, and I think we might record some of it just to make everyone wish they were there. Yeah. Last but not least. Oh, my God. There's so many things. Uh, I said we skip it and just go to John. Upcoming guest schedule. Um, we posted. Jesus Christ. You shake pants. Oh, we have no bell. Yeah. Uh, upcoming guest schedule. We have, obviously. That's really got, cool. Um, the happy hour is tomorrow. tomorrow. We have Dell and then we have Matt Willis. Correct. Yeah. So, Dell Boy, for anyone who's a longtime fan of the show, our, our Irish sister from another mister. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have got... her on to talk about uh, her world's woes. Um, yeah. 
I, I want to talk to her. I thought of some questions today about her um, abandoning her home band for <laughs> to go the to bigger class. to go to class college right? and okay. the repercussions of what happened. Oh, I guarantee she's been shunned. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, then we have Matt Willis. If you're not familiar with, he is he's the fucking premier. Piper <laughs> of the Dallas Metroplex area. Is We're going to talk a lot about the use of the word premiere because I feel like people keep using that word and they don't know what it means. Did he? Does he use that? I didn't uh, But more importantly, Matt has an incredibly decent YouTube channel. Like tons of videos. His con- like the the style of content is good. The quality of the content is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it's actually like got good tips for bagpiping. So he's like one of the very few people who is doing it right um, instead of riding a unicycle to get more followers (laughs) (laughs) exactly so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk to matt john are you familiar with any of these folk um uh, the the unicycler i am (laughs) unfortunately unicycle we've been trying to get him on the show can you get him for us do you know him no, I don't know. Yeah, we're trying to get him on the show so we can just shit on him. I've been trying to get him on the show, but apparently sending him horse heads is not working. <laughs> Doesn't he wear a horse head? He has. He has. Man, it's uh, just like... <sighs> he knows. He He's aware that he must know we hate him. <laughs> uh, we'll get him. We'll get him. We'll, just, we'll swap. Just like we get everybody. Speaking of that, September, we got some big We'll do a, We'll do a contest where we have to see, can he bagpipe better than on the ground better than i can unicycle <laughs> this would be a good challenge let's, that'll be close that'll be, that'll be within my punching power we got one month for him to learn how to pipe and you to learn how to <laughs> unicycle <laughs> see who does it better oh my god uh but yeah so it's it's gonna be fun uh that that actually kind of takes us all the way into september so look on the bright side also we have in uh september i believe we're having our our porn star episode we're working on a porn star yeah, episode. So, yeah, we have an actual porn star coming on the show. It's going to be fun. John didn't realize what he's getting into, but. <laughs> I thought it was this one. Oh, this... <laughs> We're going to talk about your film credits later, John. <laughs> Not those ones you won't. <laughs> but, uh, and then we have a, when do we want to announce our super special October guest? Oh my God. We got so many big names coming up. We got some big shows coming up. Big ones. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out how to make the live stream work. By that. Yeah, we gotta. We've gotta get it working. By <laughs> we that. gotta get it going. <laughs> not that John's not a big name. John is huge on the West Coast. That's one of those things too. Like I feel like John. I you know I don't want you to feel bad about this or I let it go to your head, but I feel like you're kind of a well kept secret on the West Coast. Like aside from maybe in the California area, or well maybe not that. Maybe just like in the piping world, do you get a lot of requests from people that are not? Nevada, Arizona, California. Like, are people trying to get your shit, or what's going on? <laughs> Define shit. <laughs> Musical performance and or instruction. No, I mean it's it's just it's uh, no, it's complicated with you know like you, bands don't get to go uh, across the states. You know you you can't really you can't you know from a business perspective like you can't take a band over to the east coast and play. Um, it just costs too much to overhead to get a band over there, you know. Um, and people have tried to do it, and it, it never really seems to work out that well. So, well, yeah, um, I mean, if you're and not, it, if you're not routing versa, someone, you know? it's almost impossible. Like if they're not already on their way through where you are, it's. I mean, because we had that. Like when we had Seven Nations, the only reason we got them was because they were going to California. Yes, yeah, so you guys right. split. You got get to split some air costs. You get to make yeah. it viable. Yeah economically because there's a whole lot of middle america where it's just fuck all right 
people seem to forget sometimes how big the big middle racist part of the country is. <laughs> it is huge. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of space to get across. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's just flat. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, but can you imagine Florida? It's just cows doing oh, Zeke Kyle. Like that's it. <laughs> Oh Jesus! There's some games that that like bring like we've we've gone up and played in Alaska and like in uh, the Canmore games in uh, Canada and um, yeah so like those those you know most of those games have a good enough budget that they, they can fly people in so um, but yeah not that that's a bit you know it, it's it, there's a lot going on on the West Coast too you know so well I mean there's like twenty something events. In the West Coast alone, yeah, Wispa Range or so, yeah. Which, is- but I mean, but people buy CDs from all over the place. I had a guy who bought one in Cuba, and I, I, I just had to find out how he heard the, about the band, and um, and he said, and it was like the weirdest thing. He said there was a guy, um, oh no, there was a guy, in, uh, some other guy, and um. How did he hear about it? Oh, there was a, there's a, like apparently like a gaita player in Cuba that's pretty well known, and um, and he was talking about it, and so they bought it from there. And then there was a guy that, that there was a, a band, a cover of a Stand Easy song on a cruise ship in the Mediterranean. Really? And some guy was like, "Who's the band?" And, and that's because I was just like, he bought it from like Switzerland or something like that, and it was just like really strange. And <laughs> there's something strange like that, like, "Oh, was, how did you hear about the band?" You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> was it was it all through the Chain Rain podcast? Because we've been we've been pipping out the band camp <laughs> and the chat the whole time. Yeah. You know, for the last sixty minutes, we've been really pimping it out. But uh, <laughs> no, but <clears throat> I guess it's I guess that's interesting because so what he, what John's saying is pipe band like rock pipe band especially. I mean, I it's very regional. Very I, regional. If I kitchen pipe. Uh, if I kitchen pipe Western Thunder, I still do that fucking move from the Tainted album. It's like, like that oh, triple dude. triple slur. Oh hell yeah, dude! Oh, okay, that's fucking yeah, that shit. That's, yeah. That shit slaps, man. Yeah, I. It's interesting though because it, the uh, the the f- people at the funeral go nuts for that <laughs> when I play it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in my in my attempt to raise the dead. <laughs> Do we well, you know, it, it's it's not really that popular, like that kind of music, you know, right now. Like even in Sc- like Scotland's very into traditional music again, like um, just because of the the conservatoire, I think, and like people are really into uh, traditional ensembles and stuff, and uh, like the the rock music stuff is just like dinosaur stuff. But um, but it's definitely what you know what I the music that I want to create. So that's why I'm I'm still doing it. I mean you're not willing to sell your soul to write a song about tractors and then immediately at the top of the charts. <laughs> I am totally willing to sell my soul. Yeah. But um, Irish and Scottish country music. Yeah, how how do, how do you do what's the Scottish version of Hit the Diff? Like <laughs> <laughs> You need that fucking song, man. <laughs> Uh, hit the diff and pray Free. that we'll leave the UK. <laughs> Dude, that was Northern Irish, I believe. But either way. Um, so, but John, what, what about trad music? Cause like, so, which is, I mean, I assume that's so short for traditional, but it's also like. Yeah, he's got a banjo on the wall. But it means, tra- it means pipes with like 
it's not rock music though it's more what the fuck is that like no it's just folk music folk music yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, what we would, it's what we would call folk it's music. rocking but not rocking guitars i mean i don't know it's fucking weird but it's all acoustic for for stars you right, know right exactly like, acoustic guitars the the main you know harmony and um uh, you know like a lot of times they're playing border pipes if it's scotland you know it's very just similar like a, a like an irish session but they have uh, border pipes whistles you know boron um and uh yeah i mean that's huge these days right it's that flute you know so yeah it's huge it's really good i mean you know when you go to, even going to scotland and like if you see like live shows and stuff like that at, like or um celtic connections there's lots of stuff like that you know mm-hmm. that's a interesting question do you well what what other kinds of pipes do you play besides ghb um <laughs> none I mean, I have a board, set of border pipes, but like I got them because, you know, I don't know. I thought I would play some pub gigs with them or something, but it never panned out. But I'm not really I, – I love the sound of other pipes, but I'm not really interested enough uh, in playing them uh, to put the time in. So just never been my thing. I've got too many other instruments I'm into. How about, that was another question. How many instruments do you play? Like, as far like okay, I play this at a level where I'll do it in front of people. Oh, um, um, I don't know. Because we talked I mean, earlier I, about how you track a lot of your own albums. Well, I don't track the albums, but I do track a lot of the, my own music. Like, I just did an Irish album for this uh, this music library, and I did everything like Boron. Um, you know, a uh, boron guitar, uh, whistles and a banjo. I use a tenor banjo, mandolin, um, stuff like that. I mean, I'll do it for that. But the thing about stand easy still is it, it's, it's, um, it's keeping the players that have different influences and, in, uh, you know, to come and play in the band as well, you know, like that don't have a Scottish background, like nobody does except for Jeff and I. So, um, uh, and then, yeah, so it's just kind of fun to see what comes out of that because I'm not really interested in, um, uh, and plus it gets boring to do all this stuff by yourself. Right. Jeff, uh, just to be clear, Jeff's your Piper live, right? Yeah. But like, so on the albums though, are you playing the pipes or is Jeff? We both, we both do stuff oh, on, do? The, on the albums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, for the most part, when you play, li- like, I know you as a piper, but mostly when you do your live band, it's you're on the guitar and singing yeah, most usually. of the time. I mean, right? Well, if there's vocals. Yeah, most of the time, it's, it's hard to get a singer. Well. <laughs> That's the main reason. <laughs> singer. Well, what's harder, to find a singer or a bass player? That's bass good. player, always. <laughs> singer. I mean, really, the singer like, is such the bass singer is such drummer, important man. So, dude, I'm in like 17 bands. I'm because yeah. I'm a drummer. Because you're the only drummer in, <laughs> in Las Vegas, apparently. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, I, I used to be a singer, so now I'm a singer. <laughs> you were something, that's for sure. <laughs> so, do we get? Are we gonna get in the history here? Are we? Oh yeah, no, no. So. Uh, we we still we have so much to get through. I'm skipping over some things. Let's just I've, skip all that. And yeah, just go I'm to skipping. Uh, we do have a we do have videos hitting the YouTube channels because I can't abide Rab having more subscribers than us. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to the show and you're a fan, go to subscribe to the Ch- Rant YouTube channel because I want to beat Rab. We love Rab, but fuck him. Well, we have a healthy competition. <laughs> I like to think. Yeah, um, absolutely. Honestly, I kind of want to blow by win fail try of the week. Yeah, we'll do it I mean, next that's time. Fine. Fuck it. I want to get right into the meat. The meat of this story. Hey now. Where's, hey now. where's the meat? 
Oh my. Speaking of meat. Uh, so, John, you are not only known to West Coasters for uh, just kind of being around the scene, playing in Stand Easy, selling some dope albums, and also... Uh, and also selling dope. Because he's got to make a living. Yeah, you know. It's, well, hey. you know. <laughs> I, had weed de- I had weed dealers with shorter beards, but anyway. <laughs> uh, you you kind of moved from Scotland to the West Coast uh, to pr- pursue a career in rock and roll. That's right. How did this tell us this story? How did this come? Like full on, like Sunset Strip, heavy metal, or like what? Would, what were you thinking? What were you going to be the bagpiper for Poison? I mean, what was the idea? What was your? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't really. You know, when I was, uh, I played in a rock band in Scotland. I started playing guitar um, when I was a teenager because you know, um, it's a, back then that was like, I don't know. I mean, I moved here in '89. Oh shit. And, um, I was like, uh, I was, I was negative so, one. I remember, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it was like a full on. I played in like a rock band in Scotland, and that was the main thing. And uh, I wasn't really interested in piping, and so it wasn't like moving out here to be a piper. And like, I just, but I met this girl in in, in a pub in uh, Glasgow, and she was from uh, from L.A. And I was like, because L.A. was the mecca of like rock and roll at that time. And, uh, and she was, and I told her, boy, if you ever leave Scotland and go back to LA, I'm going to like, I'll come, I'll just, I'll just get on a plane and come over and, um, and, uh, and then she got kicked out cause you can't just go and live in Scotland. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so she, she got kicked out and, uh, and, she, and I decided I would just come over. So, um, so I did straight to LA. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Wait, so you weren't really, you had no job, you were, there was no plan, you just came for a girl? No, I didn't come for the girl. I came for rock and roll, but I, well, she, okay. was, she was... She your, was she was your way so in. She didn't, so she didn't come for you either. <laughs> well, that's that's what I hear about John. They never come for John. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's from Scotland. He's not from Italy. Jesus, you know. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, sorry. We're, we're way, we got way off track here. But uh, so, John, you is, end up- is Cunnilingus a class in Scottish <laughs> basic? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But uh, so you end up here in LA, and then what happens? And uh, yeah, I just like I, I stayed out here and I, I played in bands and did the whole thing, you know. And what kind of music? What kind of music? What kind of music were you doing at the time? Like rock and roll. It's like all uh, you know, eighties rock, nineties rock. Ah, oh, the golden, ah, oh, the beautiful. So, years. so what are what were some of your like top three influences? Because I want to appreciate someone else who appreciates fucking rock. Rock. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a you know, it, <laughs> um, let's see, my top influences. Well, I got to say that the band Kiss were my top influence. Ooh, interesting. Okay, okay. I was like, and you know, people bag on them a lot, but you know, they're still playing. So, and all my cousins were into the Eagles and stuff like that. So it was kind of a hard sell. Uh, but I love. I, I saw Kiss and I was just like, that's what I want to do. I want to do what that what those guys are doing on that album cover. That's what I want to do. It's so cool. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and they changed the, like, they changed a lot of, at least they changed the live face of music, in my, you know, humble opinion. For sure. And uh, people became very concerned with what a live show was all about. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I just, uh, you know, just, um, that was, like, the main band for me. And then, like, the regular ones, like Sabbath and stuff. And then, like, there was rock bands, um, 
like in the you know there was like a thing called the new wave of British heavy metal where like Def Leppard were playing and Motorhead and um, you know Maiden uh, made it what <laughs> Maiden Iron Maiden <laughs> uh, Maiden were a band uh, were one of them yeah so that was all that was all happening in Scotland at the time and um, um, you know, they were coming up and and the great thing about living in Glasgow was that, that all the bands would come up and do a British tour and they'd always come and play at the Glasgow Apollo which isn't there anymore but it was great like three and a half thousand people in there and you, you, like you saw the Who there and stuff like that and it was just really amazing so um, but yeah anyway well the rock scene is uh, alive and thriving in Scotland all the all the places that are Still? now inundated with uh, electronic music rock and roll lives. <laughs> still they still get their rock and roll hard on yeah in scotland um not not everything is people crying over spilt lattes on a 12 string guitar <laughs> or, you just started a new rock show i think it was today maybe or a couple of days ago this guy tom russell is like the big rock dj in scotland and uh and he's been doing it for a long time and now he's they have a they have another uh, rock show on classic rock it's always good always good granted the scottish the scottish electronic music is also still better than like the american electronic music uh like I, I saw churches in isn't, concert. It was isn't great. what's his isn't what's his name Scottish? Uh, Cal, fuck, he was huge here. Cat Cam. I mean, Cal, like what we were promised jetpacks. Like that's Scottish. Like there's a lot of bands. That guy that played the strip all the time. I'm sure he was Scottish. He was the biggest DJ in the world f- for years. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody that presses play on an iPod. I don't know people play instruments. <laughs> no, I get it. But uh, I'm, he was at the fucking Hakkasan all the time. That huge club, whatever. So you, so you moved three thousand plus miles to go to the like shittiest part of America to do like a <laughs> rock and roll thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Like, but but you also ended up kind of being like in a lot of like movies and things like that you know like the pipes came back into your life in a major way like how would you describe that whole process did yeah you even, i mean did I you even really move with your pipes or did you have to like uh, ship them over later i missed that i think i just talked over you yeah no worries uh did you did you bring your pipes when you moved over or did you have to like ship them later no, I went. I, I went back. My mom kept them, and so um, when I went back home, I I um, I met. Um, uh, I was at some games. I, I don't even know if it was a games, but the the Nicholson band was playing there, mm-hmm. and I had the pipes, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I, like I don't know if I, you know, I was feeling very nostalgic, and I went up and I, and I talked to them, and and uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, we know this guy," and I told them like, you know, I played, and and I'd love to get back into playing again. You know, it just really sounded brilliant, and um and uh, and so I hooked up with uh, Seamus, Seamus Coyne. Oh yeah! And, oh yeah! Um, and so uh, yeah, so Seamus and I used to, uh, so and he had a band in Glendale right here where I live now. And, um, and and he had a piping school and everything. It was really um, and so I just got back into playing again. It was really like really happened really quickly. And uh, yeah. Well, and then and then you kind of like ended up in doing movies. So oh yeah. So what what are what is the sum? Do you can you do you can you rattle off like the sum of your like film credits? Um. No, because <laughs> uh, there's too many. Or, well, the one I, I, mean, I, the one that I very well, I knew John at the time, but he was in Million Dollar Baby in that one scene when right. she comes out to the ring, and it's it's John and Eric Riggler 
like yeah. marching her out to the and I, uh, and I knew John. I didn't. Yeah. I've never met Eric, but I'm aware of who he is. But I knew John for sure. I'm like fucking. I'm in the theater watching this movie. I'm like fucking hell. It's I, John know that guy. <laughs> I mean, that's right. a huge one because that was probably one. It's of like the every time, movies. every time you actually see someone playing bagpipes. Uh, well, in good a, in a place that promotes it in a positive way. Just in a film, oh like in a film or a TV show, you're like, oh, that person's actually playing. It's not like an actor with a backing track. Like Correct. You see it, like, and you're just like, I know them. Right, because because if it's because if they're actually doing it, you could tell there's like 15 bagpipers in the entire United States. We all know. It's like, yeah, I, I know that guy. Well, of a qualified level to actually do that, but yeah. <laughs> and well, that was, 98% uh, what was interesting about that. What was interesting about that one was that they they cut you know like the, the trailers that they show in the movie theater for the movie coming out. We were cut into that trailer, so like everybody saw it, and like no matter what you were going to see when they were promoting the movie, so right. but that was a good one, yeah. What else have you done? Actually, what was um, your did, uh, what was your favorite film bagpiping oh, experience? Favorite? My um, well, I don't think it was uh, well. So, film like my favorite piping job experience like that was definitely I did a play um, that um, um, uh, Billy Connolly was in. It was called the uh, What About Dick? It's perfect for your show. It was all about <laughs> dick jokes and stuff like that. And uh, uh, Eric Idle did it from Monty Python. He wrote it and and they filmed it. It was just a it was a play. Um, I, I think you can stream it. And um, and jeez, uh, uh, who else was in it? Uh, like it was just kind of like a who's a who's who of like uh, British comedy. Um, um, oh my god, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Jesus Christ! That's okay. So so what you're saying is we should. Text ben- Billy Connolly and see if he wants to come on the show. <laughs> is that guy Tim still Curry alive? Yeah, yeah. Which Billy is- Connolly is still alive. Jesus Christ, that guy. Yeah, he had a stroke, I think. But um, yeah, he was in it and like Russell Brandt and and that yeah, was just really uh, it was really cool. And the the cool thing was like um, they did it for like three or four nights and then they had this sort of green room area where they were all hanging out um, the whole time. And then after the show, they they opened. They had like two pubs inside it was in the orpheum i think in in la and um and like two rooms where they would just go and hang out because there were so many of them in the play so that was probably like the best experience i think that's cool so let me go back to million dollar baby because okay as a piper i'm curious and as a guy that loves movies i'm curious about how the process is for doing it like you always hear the stories about when you're in a movie like it's like complete monotony it totally sucks it looks cool when it's all done but it's like all right let's do 1700 takes of this shot like one i'm sure it was recorded previous were you guys the actual audio for that movie two like i'm like how was it was it faked when it was like what we see on video is that fake and then audio put in after the fact like how does that whole process work because i've never i've played live for shit but i've never uh, have we ever We've done audio track. We've never been. We've movie done like CDs, but we haven't done. But nothing yeah. like that. Like so, what's the whole process like? And and why why you and Riggler? Why not just record you guys audio and then get some fake guys to do it? No offense, you're a very handsome man, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like what what is the pro- how does this all go down? Like I'm very curious about that. Well, I think um, uh, I mean it was two takes. I think from what I can remember. I mean it was a while ago, but like sure. two takes, and we played live. Oh, you did, and um, and then they do like what they normally do is uh, yeah. Normally they play. It depends on the situation, right? And there's different situations, and you and knowing that is really important, you know, so that you can give them direction as well. 
because they they really expect you to be the expert. Sure. Um, on on the stuff and um and so there's different you know there's just having experience being on a set and knowing what will work and what won't work and being able to tell them that and save them time because you don't really want to be uh you know draw attention to yourself by asking questions sure and like or screwing stuff up it's like if someone does you know a great scene and they're like and the bagpiper screws up <laughs> yeah and yeah you want to get the next job for sure yeah. well yeah because the other problem but, you're running into is like everyone else is getting paid more than you to be on that set right yeah the, one of the interesting things because it's a piping show which is great so like one of the interesting things is the tuning you know right <clears throat> because they don't want it because if you tell them hey my you know can you just give us a minute to tune our pipes for us they don't want to hear that no, you know what i mean and you're know. standing there and you're waiting like you, you that was a really big scene there was a lot of extras and stuff there and um and 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 we had to walk downstairs and play you know what i mean like all you know sure all the fa- piping family favorite things to do and um walk guys, down the stairs you guys played and, scott and the brave right if i remember from the movie correctly uh, we played um uh i think it was wearing in the green oh because well, it was okay. an irish scene right it was an irish scene but i i thought i remember them screwing that up i'm like why are they playing a scottish but i could be wrong it's but also been a it's like time. you're on you're on a you're on a stage where like no, every, no, no, they're in an arena in this scene but it's like it's also like any time that you're trying to like let like let's say i'm gonna go off on the side and fuck off in tune like they're filming something else during yeah something time. else like, is during happening. a during a shoot every minute is fucking scheduled like it's just, yeah but it might not be filming it's just scheduled well also you're you're running around first of all you need to be there because they don't want to go hey uh bagpiper can you hey where's the fucking bagpiper <laughs> you know that you're never coming right. back again after that right also so, you guys were in a heavy amount of kit that was like doublets and the whole fucking nine yards and that no, yeah, I don't. I just know that because I, I don't own one, so uh, <laughs> it was it was a regular uh, it was just a regular pipe band uniform. Oh, was it okay? I mean, like non-military one, right? No big hat, no uh, nothing. No, 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 no. They were no, just regular hats, yeah. And plus, it's Clint Eastwood directing, right? So it's like. Clint Eastwood's Clint Eastwood. like, well, yeah, you wait for him to talk. You got to wait for him to talk to a chair for fifteen minutes in the middle of the this fucking was arena. Be- then- this was years before he lost his mind. Uh, <laughs> good ten years, but yeah, man, it's it's interesting. You feel so, lucky, bagpiper. <laughs> so you were saying like they're like, hey, where's the fucking bagpiper? Like you got to go. So what was the tuning process like? Did you guys just how did you like manage that? Well, I mean, you, you know, obviously it's a lot harder when there's two of you, right? Sure. Um, so uh, I can't exactly remember um, how we tuned up for that, except that I think we tuned up, up like outside the trailer probably. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I remember set, we were sitting – I mean it was a long time ago, right? But um, So I don't exactly remember um, how that worked in that case. But there's other cases I do remember. Um, Josh and I remember uh, week to week almost not at all. So it's okay. <laughs> But, uh, but, and then what happens after that is that just because like, cause there's all these fans cheering and stuff like that when you're doing the, the live thing is that they normally ask you to do like what they call wild audio. And, um, and so that means everybody in the whole thing shuts up and they go, okay, play, uh, uh, you know, wearing the green. So Eric and I strike up and we play it, you know, wearing the green three times through and everyone's just like, you know, the whole thing's just, you know, you can, you can sense how much money's happening per minute <laughs> there, you know, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's just, uh, so you do that and then they get that and then they can raise and lower the, uh, the volume of the, um, of the pipes. If they don't have enough volume in the pipes or they want to bring the pipes in, um, so that people can hear them and then, you know, dip, dip them down under dialogue and stuff like that. So they have that flexibility. Well, the other problem you run into is 
they're they're getting isolated audio for the pipes, but you have to like run three takes, hopefully all three the same, yeah. so that you know the video matches up to whatever audio track they decide they want to use. Like, I mean, they could they could use the video from the first take and the audio from the third take, and then it's it's not going to sync up potentially. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody they don't give a crap about that. I mean, the only thing they have to worry about are the fingers syncing up, and it, and like, you're, I mean, it's so rare for for that to ever happen. It's you know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't care about that. I mean, like, you know, it's like you know, you can't get caught up in all that stuff. Um, sure. And especially, you got to know what's important to them and what's not. You know. Um, well, how did you learn that though? Like, because you, like, where do you learn the fucking Hollywood way? Because you, you must. Well, obviously, you must have joined the union, right? You got to be union yeah. to do that. So then, uh-huh. like, how do you? There, there can't like be the whole that many thing. Or, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. So you can't. There well, can't be that many pipers that are in the union, right? It's you and Eric, probably. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't know how many got, it, it fluctuates, but um, and uh, but like SAG's a different thing. SAG is the Screen Actors Guild, um, which I'm you know I'm also in that too. But um, uh, but that's a lot different than getting. It's very easy to get in the musicians union. You just give them money, right? Uh, <laughs> you just pay. <laughs> sure. And then the Screen Actors Guild, you have to give them a lot of money, right? Uh, and uh, but but those jobs can be worth it too. But like, yeah, how do you know how to do that? Um, you know, I, just experience, you know, I, I, nobody like taught me how to do that or anything like that. It's just like, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there was any specific instances, but like you just kind of learn and you know, what, one of the things that's helpful are the, um, uh, are the, like, uh, the music supervisors mm-hmm. and the sound guys and stuff like that. Cause they're, you know, they're blue collar guys on that set, you know, and, um, and they connect with musicians a lot. And, um, and they, you know, you can talk to them freely about, you know, what they need, what, you know, like all sorts of stuff, like what is the, you know, um, what tunes to play and stuff like that, where they want it to, you know, to come in, what they're going to do in post-production and stuff like that. So if you, once you know that language, um, you, you know, it makes their lives easier. And that's the most important thing about being on a set. The yeah. trick is you just have to befriend a grip immediately. Yeah, find, yeah, the behind the scenes guys are amazing. Find usually. a grip and befriend the grip. <laughs> We've done stuff out here for events. We've done what's that place called? Uh, Smith Center. We've done the piano yeah. guys. We've done yeah, we've, done a few. I, I played an event for that movie. That uh, what the hell is it called? The Skyfall. When Skyfall I did, came I did out. that too. The one but, where you came down from the ceiling. I did that one too. But wow. there was there was one the the cartoon the with the Scottish chick. Uh, Pixar oh, movie. Oh, uh, Brave. We did a thing for Brave yeah. once here, and, and I think the Ellie Scott did it in LA. There was a bunch of stuff, but it's like, like the it's people that know what's live, going on. Yeah, it's that weird are, when you live in like a showbiz town. Oh yeah, it's very different. But what's interesting is John's right. It's like the guys behind the scenes. One, they're almost surprisingly good guys, nice to you. They're not like dickheads. You, you're, nice. you're, you're walking in expecting to get shit on. If you're not a cunt, they're super nice. They're if, super if, cool because they're used to dealing with like people who people are don't like, know what's going on. Star power. <laughs> they're used to dealing with people who are like, why isn't this my best light? Like if you're just there like, hey bro, yeah, like, but they're where? also dealing with people like us that don't know what we're doing. Like, hey bro, we're like where do I need to be? And they're usually just like, oh dude, over there, man. Like just chill, don't worry about it. Yeah, but they're super. They're so calm and it's so interesting because that's live production. You dude. Walk in thinking, could you imagine you're if you're gonna we get yelled were calm at? Like, and get live there production? now. But it's not like that at all. Yeah, it's not like that. It's, it's still, interesting. Man. Anyway, I'm sure I don't know about LA and what John deals with. It's way different, but it's interesting. So. Um, 
Speaking of what John deals with, because we are, <laughs> we, we still have a little bit more time. Uh, what was it like teaching Fat Bastard to play the pipes? <laughs> oh my God, that was great. First of all, the fact that he was called Fat Bastard and he came out and he was a fat bastard was brilliant. Because <laughs> he, he had to do it with the whole fat suit on. And yeah, so totally for those of you who are international audience or don't know, recognize the reference, uh, was it Spy Who Shagged Me? Was the Austin Powers movie where they had Mike Myers playing Fat Bastard, a uh, humongous Scottish bagpiping assassin? Assassin, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was your role Fantastic. in that film? Um, yeah, he was. It was just um, basically um, I did the same thing, um, just kind of showing him how to hold the pipes, how to keep his fingers straight. Um, you know, like get making sure the pipes were were staying together because it's you know these there were it was a prop set of pipes so you know they already cho- chose those in advance and normally you know you have to be able to set them up and make sure that the drones don't fall out and stuff like that the channel doesn't fall out and um, yeah that was it you know and then it just almost- I did some weld recording on the on the side. Um, uh, while he was playing, you know. So when he was playing, I was actually you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did it live on the set, but I think Eric actually did the session, um, uh, the recording session. But I'm, um, uh, yeah. And and how, like, what was that set like? Was that just like everyone was pretty chill? Like, was it was it really fun? Or yeah, I wasn't there that often, and I was there for a very specific uh, for reason. You know what I mean? So I was like on the set, you know, on the stage when they were filming it, um, and so like. The guy who's the music supervisor there was like telling me exactly he's the go between. So nobody really talks to me directly in that in that particular case. You know, there was a lot of moving parts and there was a lot of in that scene, too. There was a lot of stuff happening, like things going off, sprays going off. And um, and then he was like improvising a lot of stuff and he was, you know, hilarious. But, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so so the main so you just sit there and like wait till they say something to you, you know what I mean? And then you go and you do your bit as quickly and as efficiently as you can, you know. And um, yeah, so that was that was kind of that experience. So, so uh, I, I want to make sure before before I continue, are, are you good for time there, brother? I'm good for time. Yeah. All right, perfect. Because we had we had some questions come through in the chat. Oh. Uh, one of the questions is because we previously described you as a multi-instrumentalist uh, what is your favorite instrument to play I mean I um, you know Highland Pipes definitely are the, the instrument that gives me goose pimples still you know so um, not, that's, your, not your it, sweet Gibson well, you know, if there was one instrument that um, that I – if you told me there was only one instrument you could play for the rest of your life, I would say choose Highland Pipes. Really? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's I would, awesome. I would have guessed guitar. but I would have guessed guitar I, too. Yeah. But also, Fusco, if you if you had to pick one instrument of the instruments you play and you could only play it for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Because you're a drummer as well, mm, which is, is significantly tough. more fun. Drums are really – drum set is really fun to play. <laughs> But pipes is a living, and it's it is fun too. Well, take living out of the equation. Don't think of it as if I don't play pipes, I don't have a living anymore. Think of it as an intrinsic value to what makes me the happiest when I'm performing. Ooh, that is tough, man. That is super tough. Only, only one instrument. Only one instrument. You get to play it for the rest of your life. What's it going to be? 
Disconnect it from your from your work. It's got to be drum set. I the think. drums? I think so. I love pipes. Don't get me wrong. But drums are f- like when you're fucking, you just want to metal out and rock out. And oh, yeah, like it's There's something. There's something primal. Primal and very releasing about like just hammering on something. You know what I mean? Like, it's Well, and it helps if you're good, which as much as I hate to give you credit, you're fucking pretty, pretty good drummer. Good drummer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's just fucking fun, man. Like, it, it is fun. <laughs> but I love pipes. I love pipes, too. Uh, I do. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one, but I, I love pipes, too, but I feel like if I had to pick. So, if I picked, if I pick, like, the big thing for me, the thing that, like, gets my dick hard is probably, like, playing guitar and singing. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy. So, mm-hmm. do I have to pick one? Is either playing do. guitar or singing? Because singing is no, no, not no. an instrument. Well, all right. You got to pick pipes. Yeah, or- yeah, you got to pick one. I would, I would definitely say singing's an instrument. Okay, then I'd do singing. Then I would do singing and over over all the rest. Yeah, Interesting. which is hard okay. because I so between the three of, of us, we've got we've got a band. We've got a band. <laughs> <laughs> we got John and Pipes, you singing, and me playing drums. Uh, yeah, we, well, that's not a band. <laughs> well, it's close enough. We we we'll find somebody that loves guitar more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, DJ. Yeah, we, yeah. We just need a DJ. This is great. All right, John. So you're in, man. Uh, we we're forming a band. It's me, Josh, and you, and uh, we'll worry about the rest later. So, so it. we are <laughs> we are getting close to the end of this episode of the Chain Rain Podcast. Um, we will, you know, we'll hang out a little after for the Patreon crowd, just in case. But before we do final thoughts, at the beginning, John said there was an interesting story behind the tune "Leaving Lismore," which we played yeah. uh, from one of the Stand Easy albums. Shoot. Should we play some of the tune first, and then you tell us what the interesting story is? What do you think? Oh, was it Le- was it leaving Lismore? I thought it was a different tune that you played. What did you think uh, it was? I thought it was one off off of the new album that we have uh, called Head in the Clouds that you can buy somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where, but um, uh, on you can you can do it on Bandcamp through the link we've been spamming in the chat this whole time. But what 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 tune on that did you think it was? I thought it was uh, John Henry Downey. That was the slow air that I wrote on the um, on the new CD, and I don't know what number of the track is. I do. It's number uh, seven. Oh, perfect. Yeah, play a so, bit of, play yeah, a bit of it, it, and then let's have them talk cool about Cool if we it. play a little bit of this and you give yeah. us some backstory on the track? Yeah. All right, cool. Sure.
So that's an original tune, John. Yeah, it's a long original tune. Um, yeah, that was an original tune. Nice. So um, yeah, and the the thing about I think you played that before we started today, and and I was um, you know my uh, I wrote that for my cousin John Henry Downey, and uh, he was my like very influential. He gave me my first guitar and everything. And the funny story was, uh, well, it's not really a funny story, but you know, he passed away. And so, um, and, uh, I was going, uh, to his funeral and I wrote that tune on the plane. I thought, you know, I'm just going to write him a tune and I'll play it at his funeral, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wrote that tune and then we got to the funeral parlor and I said to his daughter, Hey, um, I said, I wrote your dad a tune for the, for the wedding. And she goes, well, he really wanted the drunken piper. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> yeah, the drunken piper is what it is then. Good enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, no, that nice. was the story for that. So like I've tried to write tunes, man. And every time I try to write a tune, you know what ends up coming out? Some other tune that I've heard so, yeah, somewhere another, along another the way tune. that I can, that I don't know. Like I'm like, oh, okay. I like this key or this chord or whatever, this sort of structure. And then mm-hmm. ultimately, like every time I've written a, a tune or tried to is like, uh, so then I'll send it to somebody. I'm like, hey, I've got this idea in my head. What is this? Is this anything? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's this tune. I mean, it's essentially the same thing. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so how do you write a new tune? Like everything's been done, man. There's there's only so many notes. There's so many rhythms. You know, like where? How, what's your inspiration, man? Where does you just hear this shit in your head and you're like, all right, I got this melody. I'm gonna like, what's the process? Um, the process normally is like for the, for stuff like that is, uh, um, like it's definitely starting on the, on the, you know, on the chanter first and then like, and then adding some chords behind it. So that kind of influences the choices cause it's not just like a melody part now. So it's like, Oh, what notes go great with that chord? Um, so that has some influence. So I don't necessarily write the tunes as standalone tunes. You know, um, uh, they're definitely influenced by the harmony. But, um, you know, if what you're saying is true, like music would be dead right now. Sure. You know, and so it's, you know, everything's been, that's just the process of music. You know, like music develops, has developed through the ages. There's a place for all of it. It's all in response to something that sucked before it. And, uh, (laughs) you know, we're we're rebelling. And, um, and, you know, like that's one of the amazing things about piping, I think, is that like there's such a vast amount of new music that comes out, you know. Um, people are always composing stuff. And so like, you know, it's only nine notes. How can, how can pe- people come, keep coming up and doing stuff like that? So um, it's remarkable. But, you know, I have a, I have a technical question. Uh, so when you're, when you're doing, when you're doing some of these fucking phenomenal tracks, like how, how do you, how do you kind of get the sound of stand easy do you do you do like b flat chanter to guitars do you tune guitars up to pipes with drones do you do like electric pipes like what's i was i was thinking the same thing you, you don't if it's a if it's an industry if it's an industry secret you don't have to, but yeah no like that's what i'm thinking like the pipes sound like real pipes so There's nothing you can't figure out with a, a tuner but um <laughs> no i mean i've done it both ways i've i've uh, originally i think the first couple of cds that i did um i did at like whatever pitch the pipe band played at and um and then and then the last couple I just did it I just used a B flat channel because it's just no you know it's easier for everybody except for uh, the piper you know and then it's just them. you know um and I would then, just make everybody um, change to me and say fuck you <laughs> you're not the front man deal with it <laughs> yeah man John Allen's on the fucking John Allen's name's on the CD not like, fucking guess what, bitch Rob Johnson 
<laughs> yeah, guess what? Well, I'll chew my pipes down for the song you wrote. <laughs> yeah, but I when I when I do stand easy stuff, I basically write a song. You know, because like the whole thing for me was like to combine like three different things in my life, my musical life, right? Like so. Uh, I love pipes. I mean, so I would do like tunes that I thought were like rock and roll type tunes and like Western Thunder, you know, like, uh, you know, some stuff like that. I wrote that hornpipe that we played earlier, you know, um, and uh, and so I would do like a few instrumental tracks on the CD and then I would do um, like some traditional tunes um, as well. Like I'm not sure what we did on that that new record, but like we did like take the bag in and you know, uh, star of the county down and stuff like that. Just tunes that I knew could be rocked up. And, um, and then I do like original songs as well. And then, so instead of doing like a guitar solo, I play like a jig or a, a reel or, or some, or hornpipe or something like that, depending on what time signature the tune's in. So, um, yeah. So, and try to get bagpipes as like one inst like, so if you were watching a band and there was a guy playing bagpipes, does he just come on and play like, you know, the solo for a long way to the top or does he come on and be a part of the band? And I really wanted him to be a part of the band. So, and it, you know, and so that's kind of how the whole thing came about. I, I have a question. So, so one of the things that happens with like rock bands with pipes is other than ACDC, who was, they did like, that's an original melody on that tune, but very often they just take traditional music and then put stuff behind it, like Athel Highlanders or whatever the fuck, Western Thunder, whatever it is, you know, or traditional, you know, contemporary, whatever. But tunes that were written for the pipes and then just put music behind it. Do you ever write 100% original? Like, I'm just going to write this pipe section like it's a guitar solo versus a pipe tune that where the melody repeats itself over and over again. You know, that there's a definite difference, like a okay so like you go to a gig right and somebody's like i want you to play that john mayer song i'm like i can't fucking do that like it doesn't work that way you know what i mean right. like there's no strong melody but where pipes music is very mil well you could say it's marching bandy but it's got a very strong melody is, is that how you go about it i mean obviously you've done a lot of that but also you wrote your original tune but it, it's very I don't want to say repetitive. I don't mean that in an insulting way, but it's got a melody that's very well. It's got a structure, strong and consistent. It's got a structure to it that's reminiscent of like more traditional music, right? So it's like you know, there's a structure to the tune, even though it's like kind of more abstract, more yeah. more kind of shoot, shooting from the hip, rock and roll, <laughs> right? You can do a guitar solo, and it's but you can tell it's a you can tell it's like a pipe tune. You can tell it's right. That's why someone does pipes. Like, how do you fucking come up with that, man? Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, that's just like that's just a slow air, right? And I just wanted to play it a few times too, so I could explore some of the harmony behind it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, there's a there's a tune like, um, uh, sometimes I do like a, a like a dueling bagpipe and guitar solo thing, and um, you know that's kind of cool. Um, so those so some of those solos in the in the in the songs. Um, they're not written as piping tunes. Some of them are, but some of them aren't, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so you just kind of like, even if I take up like a couple of bars or like a, a line of piping music, it's, um, you don't, you don't, you don't have that same restriction, you know, like there's a reason that pipe music's played like pipe music, you know what I mean? It's for the listener, you know? So the sure. listener can relate to that. But like when you're in a band situation, like a rock band situation, they relate differently. They don't want to hear like, you know, you don't have to play the same ending four times for them to have some continuity with the chin, you know? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but which we do is like you know obviously there's no the other thing with piping tunes there's no change in anything you can't change the harmony i mean like we do seconds and stuff like that but there's no like harmony instrument that can change you know um to and to so all the interest has to be in the melody line you know yeah it's interesting how people call and with all this like the popularity of trad music it becomes so much more well i mean i guess it's been going on for years but it's so much more apparent it's like all right they're playing this i've heard this reel before now he's just doing a fucking crazy fast version of this tune and they're putting guitars behind it it seems rare that it's the other way around all right we have this when you're in a rock band you're like all right we got the rhythm guitar we got the chord structure now go play a solo over it well, it rarely goes that direction thing, i mean i don't know but it's the thing you run into is like you know every there's always there's always someone that's like driving the bus somewhat i mean even in rock and roll music like you have like a front man that's driving the bus or like you have you know a drummer that's like this is a drum heavy track and i'm driving the bus here as far as like whether it's more of a rhythmic or melodic piece like it, it just it just varies especially if you have a band that's like cohesive and functions well together right i would say that the, the the bass structure is what creates your average rock song not the melody though not the well, and pipes Solo only pipes only a melody instrument for the most part. That's, especially when it's that's what makes it interesting. It's so different. It's so like I, working so I backwards. pulled up I pulled up a reference oh, okay. uh, that we can use, and this is one of John's songs. This isn't what is this? Where, dude, John, you're you're getting a lot of uh, <laughs> selfless promotion out of this, man. That's right. We love John. It's all good. Uh-oh. But uh, but this is this is, this is, this is a song that is a it, like I would I would classify this as a contemporary rock song that has vocals guitar because the Western Thunder tune doesn't have vocals so vocals guitar all kinds of stuff okay, in it okay. and it's, uh-huh. it's an older album so it's gonna be a throwback for you mate but uh, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip it real quick and we'll go like two minutes in and then see what you guys think okay. Year was this album made? Oh five. It fits perfectly with an 05 alt rock demographic. I can say this is so red hot chili peppers. Chili peppers, excuse me. <laughs> except <laughs> except the pipe. Singing. <laughs> oh, he's kind of got an Anthony Keys kind of vibe. Doesn't he? I don't ever listened to a whole Chili Peppers album. John, is this you? Yeah. Wow, man. You should see. So Anthony Kiedis, it's amazing to me. <laughs> Perfect for the time. John, you should be a rich rock star right now, man. These guys are not. <laughs> and like you know, the pipe is really a supporting role here. Yeah, he's just kind of jamming them. A little transitional medley or melody. It, well, it, there's some, there's a little more light. Oh, there is. Okay. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a hard jump to a bridge. Sorry, kids. Go ahead. Okay. Also, I totally shot that from the hip and hit that exact spot I was looking for. 
knew it was about three and a half, well, three minutes in, right? Yeah, it's a, if it's a five-minute rock song, it's always about three and a half minutes in. Yeah. So it's like a bagpipe is solo it? instead of a guitar solo. Kind of, yeah. 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 Is this original, or is this pulled off? Yeah. Of- okay. Cool. Yeah. Slaps, dude. Yeah, no, that's cool. And what's interesting? I mean, there's more to it. There's there's more to uh, him talking about like getting left in that song. But we skip past. <laughs> but what's that. interesting about it is that it's original. Like so every every many part, times I every hear, part is original through you know, and through. You just find something in the key and you just play the fucking tune. You know that's in the key. You know yeah, I mean? that's so often. But that's, think, that's the thing that's different about our band than than I don't really know that many bands that do that. So. That's because there's not there, there's not that many bands, dude. There's not that many bands that's that a, do that's that. That's a good example of doing pipes that like fit the 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 pipes in that in that solo part. There's only you know they they fit the the chord changes rather like they're held at notes and then like having a little intro piping part and then and then I think you could hear it in one of the choruses. I noticed that the pipes follow the uh, the vocal line, you know. And so I try like that's the thing trying to make the pipes part of the song, and then you know they play some pads behind the uh, the chords and stuff like that when where possible, you know. Yeah, this is this is one of the things I think is really interesting. So on that track, for example, did you do the guitar part and the pipe part, or did you only do one of the two? No, normally the way it works is I I write the song and then I like demo it with like like acoustic guitar and pipes. And then I go in. Sometimes a dagger pipe. Not that's never in the final recording, by the way. But just it's it's a lot easier to work yeah, with a dagger pipe. Yeah, demo, way yeah. easier. And um, and so I, I do that. And then I go in and record everything from the ground up. Because that's so, one of those things where it's like if you for both. Like for me, as a person who used to play guitar, uh, like the pipe part. There's times where the pipe part is tracking the guitar and vice versa to me. Like I can tell that it's like it's really kind of weaving in and out and working in unison. And that's what makes it like a cool track is like, oh, like neither one is like really still on the show. It's not like let me do my pipe solo while you're playing rhythm chords and then I'll just hold a note for, you know, I'll hold the notes every four beats while you like do a guitar solo. Like it actually has some fucking interaction, which is cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting, yeah. But that's what makes it. So you have to have a person who uh, is really fucking good at guitar <laughs> to know what the pipes are going to do, or, and a person who's really both. fucking good at pipes to know what the guitar can do based on the limitations of the pipes, because realistically, the pipes are always the most limiting instrument. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's yeah, cool. it's, a, it's <laughs> a golden track, dude. That fucking slaps. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I need to know how the f- how the f-, f you hooked up with Seamus Coin and the Western Thunder. <laughs> Daddy Shame. Like, I know Seamus quite well. Yeah, Daddy Seamus is well known in the in the CR circle. Oh my uh, god, we love Seamus. He's a fucking walk. We got to get him on too at we some do. point. But oh my god, oh my god. Can you imagine? bring me back for that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I miss I miss <laughs> Uncle Seamus. I miss uh, my funky cool Medina. <laughs> So you like how did did you have to get permission to do Western Thunder or was it just like hey whatever and like what's that process like? Well, I mean, I just asked Seamus or told him I asked him probably, but like you know, like 
he brought he brought out a book and and there's a few of my tunes in his book and stuff like that. So you know, for that kind of thing, I mean, we're friends. We've been, I've known him for you know, God, I don't know, twenty five years or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, actually, we did we did the very first piping recording I ever did was Seamus and, and I playing uh, on a four track. In, in an apartment in Hollywood, you should ask like him about that story. Tape? <laughs> and uh, and we did a song that he—I can't remember what the name of the tune was—but he did this like. Oh, that's—I uh, know what that um, is. Uh, <laughs> Echoes from Hell, or that one? Yeah, Echo Beats from Hell. Yeah, I yeah dude, and I know that fucking. Just, I don't know I it. Totally but... play something behind this. <laughs> and I told, somewhere in the world, there's a, a demo of me and him playing, and I and we were probably not like very. It was, you know, um, yeah. I don't think we were probably uh, uh, that sober when it happened. But oh, there's our new CR intro, dude. Echo Beats from Hell is the most insane fucking pipe. You you could call it a tune. It's more of like a. It's it's like a gigantic exercise of insaneness, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so crazy, and it's written by him. It's in a book somewhere. I saw it in a book somewhere. I'm like, I I'm never even gonna attempt this. Fuck this shit. I'm out. A, I think it's in his book. He has a bunch of. I think He's got a, a bunch couple of books, books in there, at least. But it's it's phenomenal when he goes into it. If he ever pulls, if he ever shows up at a kitchen piping contest and he runs and somebody he runs, runs into it. it. I'm going to have to look it up. Echo Beats from Hell. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it sounds, it sounds, it's, it sounds it's just metal. a technical... Non- yeah, it's very metal, dude. It's a bunch of technical... Oh, I, can't even, I can't even speak it like he plays it. It's crazy. Dude, uh, okay. <laughs> Guys, I got to say, man, this has been an incredibly fun episode. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to get to see you, John. I really wanted to see you in April, and I kind of feel like shit that I didn't get to, but or, there wasn't a lot I could do about it. Um, before we sign off, we are going to, you know, if you want to just hang out and shoot the shit, uh, with the people in the chat, we'll definitely do that. But we got in the official recording here in a minute. So before we sign off, uh, I'm going to give you first dibs at final thoughts, then Fusco, then, then I. Can I go first? Cause I think this will inspire John. Okay. You go first then. So John, the way that final thoughts is works is this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to say I've been playing for 20 years. John was... I mean, not it just coincidentally, he was involved in my early years, and you do not want to take credit for this, promise you, because the results last week do not stand. Yeah, do not. I know. It was a bad week. <laughs> but, like, John was highly influential. He was involved in, like, my early career, be, just being a teacher of a band that I was involved with, and it was really interesting. It was really cool to be involved with him and, like, him working with Misty Isle back then, a little bit with Desert Sky at the time, but very minimally, but Misty Isle mostly. And it's very cool. It like, shows that it was like, minimal. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I mean, John came here for to play rock and roll, and he, he got nostalgic about the pipes and brought them back in his life, and then he influenced a lot of people on the West Coast, whether it was traditionally teaching, tuning, and or playing, uh, you know, stand easy stuff, which is fun to listen to. It's like, it's just like Seven Nations. I happen to like listen to Seven Nations because I was from the East Coast and they were popular then. A lot of people on the West Coast were influenced, I imagine, probably by stand easy. Like, hey, here's this cool shit going on. This guy's playing pipes, doing rock and roll. It's a lot of fun. I just want to, you know, I just want to say keep doing what you're doing, John. Like, it's, it's inspirational, man. Like, you get people involved in a good way and like listen to his recordings like he's still fucking he still got it like listen to his most recent recording like you hear some of these people drop off over time you know sometimes the piping isn't as good as it used to be and like it's still fucking good man you're, you're still rocking it so that's my final thought keep doing what you're doing man it's fucking rock and roll bro Fusco, I love it 
Is this what we get when we don't black you out on a show? Because I like, am not blacked out. That was a solid. <laughs> but uh, that was a solid but, final. Dude, thoughts, I love dude. John. He he does great work, and I really appreciate that it. That was like the best final thoughts you've ever done. Hey, it man. was really good, <laughs> John. If you were here, dude, I would totally suck your dick. <laughs> okay. That was a that really was good final thoughts up until that last part. Okay, yeah, yeah. so John, anyway, uh, wait, wait, I got a chair. <laughs> next final thoughts on you, brother. Um. Yeah, I guess final thoughts. It's great that you guys are having a podcast, and it's it's fun to to talk about piping, and um, it's just really it, it's interesting to talk about you know the things that uh, that are interesting to pipers as well. You know, like I like the idea of having questions and stuff like that, and. Um, um, because, you know, like all of those things, you know, like most of the stuff that I ever talk about is just music, you know what I mean? I mean, not like we're musicians, but like we can really talk specifically about the problems with piping and, <laughs> and everyone's aware. And like, I love, I love the community, you know, I love that we do this for, uh, for fun and for free and, and for the love of the instrument, you know what I mean? Cause like nobody's making a, a bunch of money off of this. And, and, you know, the goal is just to try and present the, the, the instrument in the best light as possible. I do that when, with bands, I do that with you know, teaching bands, teaching soloists, um, all my students, you know, like there's a lot of people that, um, you know, are adults that want to learn this instrument and, and they get to do it. And, and one of the greatest things for me, and, uh, I think I'm, tell me if I'm going on too long or no, no, this no. Is not a good, you're good, man. Thought, but, Trust me. We, we but, often uh, get too hammed and go on too long. <laughs> yeah. There's just, there's something about teaching that's really amazing. And, and I, and I, and I, I believe, you know, in different parts of the world, I'll say, that people have a different experience. Um, but what I love is when people come to me and they say, um, you know, my whole life I wanted to play pipes and I could never do it. And, uh, and I, and I get to tell them like, Hey, I can, I can help you do that. I can make that happen for you. If you do these things, I can make that happen for you. And then they go out and they win medals and, you know, they play slow and clean, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like they go out and, 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 um, uh, it's just really cool to be able to pass on that information. Um, and it's great to, to, you know, like do stuff that's like different than other people are doing musically, like, you know, with stand easy and stuff like that. And, and, and also with pipe bands too, you know, like just, it's, you know, teaching people how it's different to play in a pipe band than playing solos and stuff like that, you know, and, and just getting them part of a community. Like most musicians don't really get to be a part of that, this amazing world that we probably take for granted. Uh, and, uh, and you know, people, and I get excited because my students get like totally excited about piping stuff. And sometimes you get a little jaded and, and, um, <laughs> Oh, we're know, very jaded. <laughs> once in a while, but you know, like they, they're excited to go and play their first competition. You know what I mean? It's just like, and terrified at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and getting involved in band and stuff like that and going and playing crappy parades, you know, like people, they're like, Oh my God, I get to play in a parade, you know? And so, um, it, it's really cool to be able to be a part of that whole thing. You know what I mean? And it's just like, um, yeah, so that's why this show, I'll bring it back to your show, but it's like great that we get to come and talk about stuff like that and we have that in common with, with everybody. So uh, I'm we grateful mostly, to be a part Most of the of time it. we just talk about dildos, don't worry. Right. We yeah. do agree this show is great. <laughs> <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't listened to... I, I, sent him, I sent him like the cream of the crop episodes of Which was what? Best Behavior, like uh, like the one with Trevor and like oh. the one, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't send him like Gods send of T-Rex. Him, oh, <laughs> send him Gods of T-Rex. Send him the Dominatrix episode yeah we have a dominatrix <laughs> episode uh we have yeah we got we got a porn star episode coming up soon, coming up soon. John, you want to sit in the background yeah. and just watch an this avn award winner 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, we got this. Because we live about- in Vegas. It's all about. It's not only piping, but it's about Vegas lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Josh, one, you have final thoughts. The one, the one where, yeah, what was it? God is, God is a T-Rex is the one where Eric said that uh, <laughs> the marinating thing. Marinating. Yeah. John, have you ever heard of marinating in Utah? Do you know what marinating in Utah means? Is it a dirty term or is it? It's uh, a dirty term, yes. Yeah, so it's it's uh, <laughs> it's in, in the Mormon culture when you just like stick your dick in but don't move. It doesn't count as sex if you don't move. It doesn't move. count as well, sex you, if you don't move. I think you have to clarify what you stick your dick into. <laughs> well, we're oh, assuming a female uh, vagina. We don't fem- actually know. Well, you quick. can only do it You can only do it in a female vagina unless you're one of the priests. Right. Then you Josh, can do it. Then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Josh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so we had an episode where for that. What's that now? I said, read the fine print before you sign up for that. If you don't know where you're. <laughs> so we had a, we had a friend of ours come on. He was like, "Yeah, marinating is like you know, because like, if you, if you don't move, God can't see you." Right. It's like a T Rex. So God we decided like we decided God is a T Rex. <laughs> oh my God! Right. Was, that was one of our best episodes because it was so Great insane, yeah. so insane. Oh, that one went way off the rails. Eric anyway, in your house, still anyway, love you, buddy. Yeah, he's the best. Anyway, yeah, Josh, uh, my, final thoughts. Yeah, my final thoughts was. Uh, I'm really happy to have John on because he's just one of like the most genuine people in the scene. Like, oh my he, god, he actually likes to just like make music, and yeah, I've learned that through. I love people that just like to make music. I've learned that both on the side of like being a fan, and also on the side of like being a person who like tries to help get him more gigs because mm-hmm. he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, like, Stand Easy was kind of like my Seven Nations in a little in, I, in yeah. a bit. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, when I first started listening, I, you know, first started traveling, doing solo piping and stuff like that, like, I would pick up their albums at events, and I was like, oh, shit, dude, like, this fucking, fucking slaps. Like, it's, <laughs> it's no DMX, but, you know, it's good. <laughs> dude, my parents have Stand Easy albums because they used to come out in 2004 when I was Misty Owl. They came out the Coast Mesa. Just, yeah, John dude. was working with the band. If you Stand go Easy to, played on if stage. You go to SoCal, they they have like they bought like two of his albums, dude. If they you love go to him. SoCal and you don't leave with a Stand Easy album, you're kind of a cunt. <laughs> you're kind <laughs> of a cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, if you're in the chat, we've been spamming uh, John's Bandcamp. Dude, That's buy his fucking album. John's awesome. Dude. Yeah, it still slaps. And then we're also going to uh, when we when we eventually post like the thing, we'll have a link in the description for. John's Bandcamp. It's the best way to get. It's the best way to pay for music. John, is that Sorry, the best Spotify, way? Spotify, but Spotify paid Peter Frampton like fourteen dollars for three for like three point. Yeah, fuck those guys. Plays of uh, listen. Yeah, this is my thing, John. I I'm sure you'll agree because I am a musician, and I I like I try to support musicians. Like, listen, go buy their album. They release just something, just go buy it. Album. Like, don't Spotify also, that shit. Go buy me, it. As, support as the people nerd, you like. As a nerd, guess what. CDs are wave files encoded on a CD. They're higher quality than MP3. I still buy MP3 CDs of shit. my favorite bands. Yeah. Just, just. I still buy fucking vinyl for my favorite bands. Yeah, dude. Like, John, what do you what do you think about the whole vinyl? Okay, we're, we're no, just no, gonna go no, hold no, on. Gonna gonna we'll do this. We'll do this post show. But yeah, no, support <laughs> support local music. Go, uh, go even, buy their album. Yeah, don't fucking Spotify and buy it. Or or if you're gonna if you want to listen to it a lot, like actually fucking go to iTunes and go to Bandcamp and fucking purchase it. Yeah. So we put the link in. It's like Bandcamp. What? Um, let's see. Uh, Fuck if I know. <laughs> John John Allen. John Allen. Bandcamp. Boom. Done. 
So yeah, go in there and actually buy physical media for music. Support musicians, you cocksuckers. Yeah, dude. Listen. <laughs> right, John? That's tell right. them, tell them, you cocksuckers. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the channel right way. Listen, cocksuckers, go buy John Allen's CD and like and then talk to him after the fact. Uh, we're gonna stay on after this. That's right? true. Okay. Yeah, so we're we're in the episode right now for the auto listeners. Uh, if you want to hear what happens next, then become a patron. Patreon.com/slash/channerant. Send it.